Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman. Welcome to the Best Hang Podcast. Listeners, it's been a while. We got the whole gang here. We got Max, we got me, we got Shaney Boy, and our beloved Shane is just coming off a not insignificant surgery. You're back. Yes. You're looking healthy. I haven't seen you in a couple weeks. Yeah. How are you feeling? I have an innie now. I had an outie going into umbilical hernia surgery, but... Oh. Now I have an innie, was so I'm just, happy about that. Was this just a belly button surgery? It actually had nothing to do with your hernia. You just have a weird <laughs> belly like, button, yeah, and you're like, "This." No, is there's good. a lot of plastic surgery rumors going around. <laughs> um, but no, definitely, it, I did have a legitimate hernia, and luckily, uh, because I do think maybe eighty percent of my motivations were cosmetic. But I, there is eighty <laughs> percent risk. Yeah, but I mean, if it's if it wasn't necessary medically. OHIP wouldn't cover it. And this is, it's not a cheap procedure. And then my work wouldn't cover the stay too at the hospital. Cause I did stay at a very fancy hospital, which would be very expensive if you weren't covered. So I'm Hold on, grateful work, for work covered uh, that. They covered the stay, which would have been, I think 1200. I don't huh. know how much the surgery would have been the actual medical part, but OHIP covered that. So they, very lucky, you know, what, what was the facility like? Oh, it's like this. It used to be owned by a, a newspaper magnate. I'm never comfortable saying that. What is yeah. that? Magnet? Like it. a magnet? Yeah. I always feel like I'm saying like, you know, like fridge magnet. But and then he, <laughs> he it's this massive place. It's like eight of like the French Fresh Prince of Bel-Air's houses put together. <laughs> so it doesn't look like a hospital at all. It's just this massive luxurious house and i lucked out because i'm supposed to have a roommate it's semi-private care 
but my roommate uh, chickened out and canceled. Oh, I thought mm. you were going to say died during their surgery. No, he, no maybe he died because a lot of people are older. He could have died yeah. of natural causes before getting the surgery, but I had a room all to myself. Oh, my God. What town were you in? Uh, Thornhill. Uh, okay. Nice. Like, did you have any visitors? No, Alex was going to visit, but I told her not to because it would waste a full day of uh, making that sweet influencer cash. And I'm like, we need the money. I'm like, forget the fucking visit. <laughs> what was it? So like, I'm so fascinated. You know, when you were getting the surgery, you're talking about staying in this like what sounds like a really nice opulent sort of private facility. I was wondering, like, what's the vibe like? What are the people like? What are the other inpatients like? Like, did you make friends? Was I it a- tried making friends. You get every type of person under the sun. Most people were, I would say, mid-50s. Okay. Couple, maybe two guys were my age, and then like seven women. Okay. Um, but when you're at a table, it's very difficult and awkward to have a normal conversation and relate to people on anything because you got an 80-year-old guy to your left like a Trump leaning guy, you know, (laughs) on the other side of you and then a young woman and you're all trying to talk, but you can't relate on anything. And I tried every time to start a good conversation (laughs) and it would always be the 80 year old guy going, and then I'm trying to say it. And then, you know, the story would get lost. People's sense of humors wouldn't align. So it was hard to get a good group yeah. uh, at a table. And we would have three opportunities a day because there were three amazing meals that they would give you a day. And you'd all eat together like a community. We'd all eat together like wow. a community. Oh, okay. But I did have a couple awesome table groupings, but it, it was far and few between. Out of the, I don't know, maybe 24 meetings I had at the table or meals I had at the table, maybe three of them were really great. What were the grounds like? Like, did, like, what would you do with your time? Would you just sort of like walk around with your hands behind your back, like Einstein and Oppenheimer? <laughs> a little, little bit of that. You walk very slow after the surgery. Right. Um, yes. But they you do pain. Legit. Yes. Yeah. They do what was have the surgery again? It was a hernia? Um, umbilical hernia surgery. What Most does that mean? people had, it means uh, you're, it's actually very disgusting. Your guts are popping out of your belly button. So when you see a bulge, coming out of you know my uh, belly button that's my guts my um what are those things called like intestines inside? intestines mm. poking out how long have you had this problem caused your Audi? uh i was born with it and then mm. most of the time my daughters were also born with this but most yeah. of the time by your by the age of three it corrects itself mm. for me it never did it just kept growing you know when i was 20 it mildly bothered me there was a little bit of jokes about it Having an Audi butt, belly button is mm. a, a bit of a curse anyway. But as I got older and older, the the bulge of fat kept growing. The intestine was pushing further and further through my, uh, you know, intestinal wall or whatever. And I just had enough of it. And I said, now or never, because if you let it go, you could have what's called strangulation, which is essentially your intestines wrapping up and cutting off oxygen to your the rest of your body body and you could die mm-hmm. like there, it's a very small chance it could happen but you do not want to have this happen when you're on vacation in like i don't know mexico or something mm. and then have to go to you some weird a lot hospital. of vacations yeah for sure exactly i'm always <laughs> vacationing max it's kind of my thing yeah, are you more likely to die from like an audi or from choking in a montreal steakhouse <laughs> um, definitely well you could die from embarrassment having an audi but this regulation <laughs> pr- could probably have the same incident of death as choking and much like choking in public 
It's who's around you. Can yeah. you get to a hospital? Can can you get help in time? And uh, it can be very tricky. How how painful was it? Because and, and did you enjoy the stay? Because not having to deal with anybody kind of sounds incredible. Yeah. No kids, no one in my yeah, my room. belly button's starting to kind of feel a yeah. bit weird. Actually, <laughs> yeah, no nagging wife. No, I'm joking. but uh, <laughs> and the meals were phenomenal. Like they would have like fried chicken with gravy on top, like stuff oh, so you all would healthy think. food to no, help you. That's heal. what I thought. I'm like, they're probably going to feed me healthy. You know, yeah. when you go on vacation, Mike, yeah. you're always like, I'm going to lose ten pounds yeah. in this vacation with all the exercising I do, but. You honestly, you have to gain between five and 10 pounds during your stay. And they all joke about it too. They're like, we're going to fatten you up. Like all the weight, <laughs> wellness people, like, yeah. Whatever, yeah, yeah. All the cooks are very funny and they love the fact that the food is so, uh, like good and unhealthy and like for but delicious. Yes. For breakfast, you're eating so much bacon, so many <sighs> eggs. Then you have lunch, which is always what you typically would have for dinner like <laughs> some weird stroganoff mashed potatoes scalloped potatoes and and then for dinner it's outrageous what you eat and then you have a eight o'clock snack which is cookies muffins another meal and i in real life i don't eat breakfast and i don't eat an eight o'clock snack no but i was making sure to do both of those things of course because you know it's free food and all that was there like a singular figure like the guy that runs the place that goes around talking to everyone like a wellness guru no there wasn't oh you're pretty much free to do whatever you want uh, i played a do? lot of game boy a little bit, I played okay. a lot of game boy i brought you know I, I brought a game boy with zelda and tetris and Mega Man, and i read the matthew perry book any good? Matthew Perry's biography. Oh, I've read 20 pages. Doesn't uh, he uh, slag Keanu so, Reeves in it? He does. I There's a headline what, yeah. where he actually apologized for slagging Keanu Reeves. Because his joke was essentially like, he was talking about how talented River Phoenix is and how he died. Yeah. And then his punchline, I guess, is, and, and Keanu Reeves still walks among us. And I guess yeah. he takes like three shots throughout the book and people were just like, of all people, like why Keanu? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think when he wrote it, he didn't anticipate Keanu would have this big resurgence yeah. with uh, <laughs> those fight movies. But, um, John Wick. Yeah. And so I only read 20 pages of that book. I, I brought four books. Like, I don't know what I expected, <laughs> should, but you know I'm like, I'm going to read a book a day. You should have brought The Push by Ashley Audrain. I don't have that. I'm waiting for my free copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need to read The Push. And, Get her back on the pod. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to, should we do another book club with The Push? <laughs> only with Audrain books. <laughs> yeah. People we, love The Push, though. And yeah. people love her in general. I've, I had people when we posted on, like, you know, our personal Instagrams, I had people DM me that were just like, I love that book. I love her. So it was like, oh, wow. I'm like, she's out there. People got really excited. Yeah. Yeah. Big episode. Great episode, too. So, so let's, let's, let's read The Push and we'll have her on. That's the tease. Maybe I'll, we'll do I'll that. read The Push. More depressing <laughs> mom stuff, you know, just right up my alley. Yeah, that's the stuff I live for. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, back to my belly button for a Sorry. second. I, <laughs> we can have a belly button. I'm thinking of revealing my Ooh. belly button to you guys because I really want your opinion. Not okay. right now. It's still too gross. This is good. Con you got to save that content for Family Tree. You really want to waste it on us? Oh, family Tree doesn't give a shit about my belly button. <laughs> I this thought is, they would. All no. Right, good. Then I will, let's um, see it then. Yeah. Well. Although a lot of pregnant mothers do get umbilical hernias um, uh. because that's like giving birth. That's why you see that weird belly button and sometimes it doesn't go back in normally. Hmm. Um, but I want to see what you guys think in okay. like two to two weeks to a month. Mm. If you think my belly button is normal. A normal button. 
I never realized how important it is to me to just be normal and being shirtless and not feeling like people are looking at me and my belly button in particular on the beach has been a huge insecurity for me my whole life. Yeah. So, well, yeah, there you I'll check it. out your belly button. No problem. Yeah. yeah thank you. Are we going to rate? <laughs> well, I just want to, I just want to yeah. know if it's normal. It of doesn't course. have to be spectacular. I just want it to be unnotable. Yep. You want an unremarkable belly button. Yes. Something that most people take for granted. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, how are, how are you, Max? You seem to be busy. We were supposed to be in, in the person. office here in person. And you're like, you wouldn't even tell us what you had going on. No, it's just, it's just a busy day. It's just like we, so our record comes, it's, we're recording this on Tuesday, September 19th. The record comes out on Thursday. We have um, these launch events, uh, release events tomorrow, Wednesday. If I don't know when this pod's going to come out, but Wednesday the 20th in Toronto, the Friday, the 22nd at a laundromat in Hamilton. So if this, uh, I think this episode will get out by Friday and then that's happening. I think at like noon uh, in Hamilton. So just like kind of a, a never ending list of things to take care of, you know, like we did Indy 88 and edge one Oh two this morning. We're doing breakfast television, some breakfast stuff tomorrow. And yeah, man, putting out a record in, in uh, in 2023 it's it's harder than ever like how do you get anybody to care about anything you're doing like do you do you, do you guys like mm. i know we're not like 19 year olds anymore that have their ear to the ground on like what the hottest thing is but like getting people to care about anything is really interesting laundromat party is what'll do it though yeah <laughs> do you mind if we screen some <laughs> that's do you mind key. if we screen some dessert episodes there after you play uh, how does one get into the laundromat party yeah me and shane maybe we'll pop over tomorrow yeah well you, you should come over and we'll, we'll we'll get you to the front of the line but you know uh we listen to this podcast with uh evan line. goldberg um <laughs> <laughs> what i just said line like can't you just sneak us in can the we, back door yeah, Why yeah, are we waiting we, like, line? no, no you're not waiting in line we'll get you to the front of the line you're gonna like go right to the front You'll go right in, right okay. in, whenever you want. Um, Evan Goldberg okay. was talking about how like the success of anything is, seems these days is eventizing stuff. And you look at the success of Barbie and you're like, people are dressing up and taking photos of themselves. Like they're going to do something that's like off their phone, but they can also take a photo with their phone and then tell their friends that they went this cool thing. So yeah, we came up with this genius idea, Laundry Pile, uh, you know, is the name of the record. Let's do it at a laundromat and each group gets one spin, which means they're getting one song. We're going to get a laundry basket and they're going to have 10 t-shirts in the laundry basket and a volunteer will take one out of the t-shirts out and it'll have the song title on printed on the shirt and that'll be the song that we play. So we're going to kind of keep it interactive and uh, get as many people in there as possible. And it feels like different than like, we're seeing this big band in a small club and only a hundred people can get in and you get to watch it for an hour. This is, we're going to try to get as many people through the door uh, and participating so as we can. They, they get to come in one song and then that group is pushed out and then a second group comes in. So basically 10 groups. Uh, no, well, we're going to do as many songs until the vinyl's out. So hopefully, I think we're going to have like a few hundred copies of the vinyl. So it's just like literally just going to keep going. Wow. But but like each group will get mm. like a one song and it'll be one of the 10 songs from, from wow. the record. Were you inspired by uh, when Shia LaBeouf did that art piece where one person could come in and do whatever they wanted to Shia? Was that kind of the I didn't the even template? know that happened. But, but, but I did like the art gallery pop-up kind of vibe. Like to make it more mm. feel like an art piece rather than a uh like a concert or something but i gotta give credit to um to mike Me? you know yeah you uh as, as oh, our, there's a mic in the band too so that was oh a good yeah uh, yeah i mean uh i'll give lots of credit to mike d too for other reasons but in this particular case um we texted mike and we're like okay we need some some puns uh 
about like laundry pile? What should our billboard say? What's the clever expression? And what makes you so good, Mike, is that you're just a machine for for like wordplay and like the way your mind works <laughs> is so insane to me. It really like so we're in a group text and so we want something about like the record being kind of like a sad record and it's and it's like the fall. What is this like? What does this say to you, Mike? And uh, Mike goes, why is Max so sad? Stay warm. Laundry pile. Air it all out. Laundry pile. It's been piling up for a year. It all comes out in the wash. It's waiting. Laundry pile is waiting. It can no longer be ignored at the laundry pile. Sweater weather is here. Laundry pile. Uh, like just off the lid, Mike came up with well, like, who, who came up with let's get ready to tumble or that oh, one was not me. That oh, was that, that credit to uh, James, James Trousey right? at the at label. The label. Yeah. Who, who the fuck is James Trousey? Where am I in this group? James <laughs> Trousey gets in. <laughs> no, what no, no, Tr- so Trousey so- saw the good work from Mike Veerman and, and, and contributed to that pun to the, <laughs> to so the this thing. Is, so what, what happens is I'm literally putting Roberta down for a nap. I, maybe it was the Sunday. I don't know what, what day it was, but Max and Ash just text me and the, you know, the idea exactly how Max said it. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And I was like, once I get this baby down, I'm going to, I'll put aside like 20 minutes. So it's like, I get the baby down and then I went and like laid down in my bedroom and I just was rumbling through a bunch of exactly what we do here for work. Right. Like basically like ad tags and stuff yeah. that was related to help, you know, the fall to launch all that. Yeah. The job we both have. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> <laughs> you were recovering from surgery. They didn't want to burn All I have you. is time. <laughs> and so I just knocked out a bunch and then I went about, I didn't think I had to get back to Winona was somewhere. And then, yeah. And then it was good. You know, they were happy. I was like, Oh good. I'm happy. You guys are happy. And they're like, we can't pick one. So we, and then Ash sent through the, let's get ready to tumble. And I was like, who came up with that one? Cause good. I was like, yeah. I was kind of like, damn, that's a good one. And then she was like, oh, I was like, Charles, I was like, ah, damn James. I'm like, you know, I gave the old, the salute emoji. Uh, and then I opened up Instagram like later that day mm-hmm. and it's like Max looking all sexy, sitting on some photo. And then all of like my tags start coming. They're like, we can't decide. And I was like, oh, they like, they made this into content. I'm like, this is, I'm like, Danica, these are my tags. I was like, kind of like hilariously excited. She was like, that's nice, Mike. I did not, uh, I did not give you credit in, in the Instagram post. Oh, Oh, that's but, okay. I, yeah. that's fine. Listen, I don't I don't mind at all. I was just happy that uh yeah, you, did you go with one? What one? It seemed like in the I comments. Think it, I think it all comes on the, the wash. Winner. It all comes on the wash oh, or, yeah. or aired yeah. out. I'm not sure. But those are genius. I like uh I like it. I like the it couldn't be ignored one maybe. Yeah. Can no longer be ignored. Yeah. yeah. Can no longer but be I ignored. But I knew Mike did it, but it's weird. My How instinct you know? I could tell from the writing oh, style. The style, yeah. But then the tumble one seemed like one that you would throw it as a joke one. Yeah. So I'm like it, I, it just felt like so uniquely your voice. It's funny how writing can do that, how it's, it's easy to tell who's doing what. I wish I, when I saw it, I, it was very much me to let's get ready to tumble. I'm like, Oh, that's pretty, that's pretty clever one. When it comes to the laundry. Yeah. Laundry you throw pile. that one in as like an, a joke. The alt. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's the, but you kind of like it the best, but you act like, Oh, this one might be okay. Whatever. Yeah, it's was, like, I really like it. If you guys like it, Yeah, you know, one of those things. But, uh, so, so yeah, you guys, which one's going on the billboard? You, th- you think it's aired all I, out or I think it's aired all out or it all comes on the wash. One or the other. Nice. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Nice. But yeah, so that's been the trick this week is just like figuring out how to, how to get people to pay attention. Um, but I, I was a little rattled yesterday. My, my nephew called me, uh, on he, my sister gave him, he's like eight and my sister gave him like 
an iPad or something. And my sister was out of town for a couple of days. So I guess so they can FaceTime each other. <laughs> no babysitter. Just that. <laughs> Here's that. Take no. this. No, You'll be fine. It's father and siblings are also there. Um, oh, okay. That makes yeah, more sense. So I got a call, like a FaceTime out of the blue last night from Kai. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like I'm ne- he's never called me. It's like a FaceTime. It's like Kai Porter at Hotmail or whatever. Um, and I'm just chatting with him. And he's like, I got into a fight at school today. I was like, why, why, why'd you get into a fight? He was like, this kid, uh, I, was, I was mad at this kid. I was like, well, what happened? He was like, well, I told him my uncle's in Arkells. And the Ar- and he said, Arkells are a dead meme. And then I was like, <laughs> I was like, a dead meme. I was like, what does that even mean, Kai? He goes, it means you're not popular anymore. I was like, what the fuck? Who's this kid? Oh, <laughs> wow. I, I, yeah. And then, occasionally, you know, once in a while in the comments, people will, will be like, ah, oh, these guys, fuck these guys. They're washed up, you know, or something. And some now I'm thinking, now I'm feeling really old. Am I, am I, are we washed up, guys? Oh, washed mm, up. Washed That's up, a good tagline. Laundry, laundry pile. <laughs> washed up, like own, <laughs> own what people are saying about you. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. All washed yeah. up. Yeah. Hey, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, or that was we could change our bio to dead. You don't want to be popular, dead. though. We don't like, want to be, popu- be popular amongst eight-year-olds. I mean, that's well. Then I'm wondering because here's the thing which really confused me is that most there's a lot of eight-year-olds that are Arkells fans because their parents are like, you know, forty-three or something like that, and they're Arkells oh, fans they're- because they went to edge fest in 2008. You know what I mean? Like the math kind of works yeah. out mm-hmm. that there's like, and then I'm, so I'm thinking like who is this kid's parent who's telling him that we're washed up, that we're a dead meme? You know what I mean? Because I, unless he just Tell said me that. you found out. Did you actually I, do I don't research? Know. I, don't, I don't know. But they mm. go to a cool downtown Toronto school. So mm. I wonder, who, I, I mean, there's a, there's a chance that the eight-year-old was just talking shit and doesn't even know who Arkells are. And they were just, just saying that. But then I'm also wondering, like, who's his parents? Who's teaching him this stuff, you know? Anyway, we're trying to stay... Uh, Stay fresh and you know, keep things interesting. So that's what we're doing Hold this on, week. Let's wind it back just a second here. I mean, your 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 nephew defended your honor. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about that? Um, I was so distracted by the fact this eight-year-old was taking a shot. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really care. I was like, yeah, thanks, guy. Whatever. But let's get back to this fucking kid. Yeah. And then we hung up the phone. And I was like, Kai, good talking to you, man. Like, call me whenever you want. This is, this is great. I like that you just gave me a ring. So I'm, this morning, we're getting ready to go to Indy 88. I'm having my coffee, just trying to have a moment of solitude. It's like 7 a.m. I'm up a little earlier than I would have liked, reading the paper. Then the phone starts ringing again. It's fucking Kai. And I'm like half asleep. I'm like, I pick up, I'm like, Kai, what's up? He goes, Another black guy. Me- it <laughs> happened again. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kai, Kai goes, Uncle Max, you told me to call you more often. I'm just calling you, man. I'm going to school soon. I'm like, I just talked to you like 12 hours ago. What do you want? And so anyway, it just made me think about the prospect of ever having a kid and having to have conversations in the morning when you don't want them, you know, like, yeah, (laughs) well, it's adults understand that there's expressions. You just say like, how are you? We should hang out sometime. We could grab coffee, but they're, they're not meant to be fulfilled yeah. upon empty gestures. young kids know that they're not at, they don't know that they're an empty gesture so you got to be careful what you say to somebody five plus yeah, yeah five under they'll forget about it but five plus they, they never remember. forget yeah, yeah. that's they a take great you up point. on it okay no, okay note to self never invite kai to do anything unless you want to do it yes i'm just kidding Only authentic kai. offers
Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I got to say, like, overall, in general, you guys, I think, are so good at sort of eventizing activations, thinking about your fan, your listeners, the people that are into you guys. Like, you always kind of got something cooking, and it's always, there's never atrophy with Arkells, I find. It's always like, it's like, what are we going to do? How are we going to do it best? How is how are we going to get people excited? Uh, how are you feeling going into this record? Because as you've said, you've talked about it a lot. It's a little bit different for for Arkells. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a bit of a quieter record, a more reflective record. Uh, are you excited about the sort of uh, letting the world hear it are you nervous where, where are you at on the precipice no of i'm really out? excited for it to have a life um because obviously we do all this work promoing it like leading up to it and trying to get people to kind of know that it exists but once you put the thing out then it actually kind of comes to life and maybe it ends up in people's lives in in some small way but the record is i think the most like, cohesive band thing we've ever done and it's like the first time, probably since Jackson Square, maybe a little bit of Michigan left, that we really just kind of worked on it on our own, you know, and it, we didn't we didn't have like a heavy handed producer uh, or collaborations or horn sections or a lot of like, I think there's only one other musician really on the record. And that's Tom, our trumpet player, who, who has like a trumpet solo in one song. Um so I think it's going to stand alone in our catalog as like a singular album where it's not going to be like, oh, is that rec- is that song from Morning Report or Rally Cry or High Noon? Like there's, I don't think there'll be any confusion when it comes to like the, the songs. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really, I'm really proud of it. Um, and you guys were very helpful. You know, I sent you guys early versions and I think we talked about this on the pod, but you know, I sent you guys songs back in the fall, like November, December. And Shane, you were... Yeah. You were very helpful. You said like, yeah, these are all really good, but like write another song and make it even more specific. And that ended up being the, the title track, Laundry Pile. And then wow. I sent it and I sent it to both of you and changed like, yeah, much better. Like you, you, your instincts were really good. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. And then once you like, and then I started, you know, I started to show Ash the songs and then I sent them around to the band and, um, 
Yeah, it was a really cool. I think the one thing that I'm really proud of is that I, I think I'd had in my head like a particular way that I wanted to work based on the previous records and having learned a lot from different producers that we worked with. Um, and I was content to kind of stay in that lane. But then Mike in our band, he had suggested, it's like, I really want just the band to do something and like really have each one of our own kind of fingerprints over the music. And I was like, okay, that's good. Okay. You know, maybe we should go back and do that. Um, and once we started to get to work on it and there was no agenda, there was no deadlines. There was, it was just sort of just hanging out. The songs really kind of grew in interesting ways that I wouldn't have predicted. And I don't think I would have, would have been up for if this was a couple of years ago, but it's sort of like the time and place that sort of like led us to make this sort of quieter thing. Man, man, so I'm really happy about it. Is this your Sergeant Peppers? Mm, I feel like Sergeant What's Peppers. What's that album called? Yeah, that's what, what's an album called? Uh, when Seminal it, album? No, when it's themed, is it called a, oh, a, th- a theme? A theme album? No, uh, concept. Fuck, concept record. Concept oh, album. Good call. Yeah. yeah, is this a concept? I don't think it's a concept record, but I do think it has one singular kind of vibe and theme, and it's all about kind of <clears throat> relationships and thinking about how you want to like address, yeah, the idea of like love and commitment and you know, just kind of working through those ideas. Nice. Yeah, ask more questions. Yeah, ask more questions. Any, any other questions for me? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of good ones. Uh, are there liner notes? And if so, am I in them? <laughs> there are liner notes. You are not in them, I don't think. I'm not in them. Whoa. Okay. Jeez. Oh, I should have, wow. though. They're, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of Rick Rubin the yeah. Rick Rubin the album. <laughs> I was the, yeah, I was Rick Rubin. Uh, I think there's like a broad umbrella, like thank you to our friends and family. So you're in that in that one. You're we part got of that. into the friends and family umbrella. Listen, we just did a bunch of special thank yous for the sketch show, and uh, I gotta say, I can't believe. No, I don't care that we're yeah. not there. <laughs> I wouldn't even have thought of that's such a good shame question though. Well, the actually the only the person Ash just texted me. The only person that we thank is Jim Cregan from the Naked Ladies. <laughs> well, he gave yeah. you the space, right? <laughs> he did. Mm-hmm. which was uh yeah. which was huge which is like my favorite studio in toronto and that's where we, we we made the record um which song do you think will get your nephew beat up the most for being <laughs> the most like different arkell's album like what's your sexy back on this album Ooh, i, I mean we have this i song, think i know uh what do you think it is the tango song yeah that's right yeah so there's a song called yeah. tango waltz and it's two parts the first part is an instrumental with like a lot of strings in it and the second part uh is kind of the same thing but with the vocals on top and uh i love that song it's my favorite song probably on the record me too yeah oh, do you, oh i'm so happy you sang that mike do you know that one i can't remember if i it, I, it's I, I very gotta hear Beatles-y. it again i've heard them all it's it, it's yeah. um it's a long coat bag of jeans with some hoes in the knees is what oh, i think yeah. that you wear yeah where i'm kind of I, you know what you need? I, what we need is we need a link to the finished album. I feel like I heard everything so in progress a long time ago mm, that I, well, I just, have the album. Do you have the full album now? Like yeah. mixed and mastered? Well, you said it to me early. I don't have it all mixed and mastered. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the finished thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, the. Uh, That's a cool um, melody there. And then yeah. you, so you invented that melody. That's never been done before. The. Da, 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 Jesus, ba, da. I think so. Like, that's I all know. you? I'm sh- yeah. It's I mean, weird I'm, how it, that, can, that melody can exist in the world. But no mm. one has done it before. Like that's I, that always fascinates me when someone gets a very catchy melody like I'm that. Sure, it's been done though. I mean, I'm yeah. sure, there's been a version of it that's been done. I feel like everything's kind it's of very been done. cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we got to figure out how to play these songs live and where they fit into the set list because 
that's the hard thing. So we have so many albums now. It's like, how do you write a set list? Because you want to get to the new stuff. And sometimes I'm almost resentful of the of the older songs because when you only have one record or two records or three records, there's a chance that people get a, will get to know those songs in the live environment because they hear them, right? Like every tour, there's a very good chance you're going to hear something from Jackson Square or on the second record, High Noon or Michigan Left and then High Noon. So those songs all had a chance to like have their live moments over the course of like three to five years of us touring. But now with the later records, it's like, we're lucky if we get to play some of these songs one time, unless we're doing like an album only concert, because you still have to get to the previous record. I don't, you know what I mean? The previous records. Do you have, do you have three, like, what do you know for sure you will play from this record live? Skin for sure. And then after that, like maybe laundry pile, we'll see what other songs are to take off. Uh, I think life is might have some action. I think uh, time maybe mm-hmm. trying to find the me. You like that one, right? Uh, I think Mike, yeah. you like that song. That one's kind of like a Rolling yeah. Stones style or yeah. something. Totally. Uh, guys, what's your favorite Arkells record? Oh, that's a, that's a, would you even question. know that like the difference between the albums? Well, Michigan left is so the middle ones blend yeah. together for me. I find like like High Noon has a leather jacket, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, that still feels like the same era as Michigan left, like the song. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because Michigan yeah. left, yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, it's hard because that yeah that period of time in our lives, we were all hanging out so much. Mm-hmm. You guys were playing a lot. We we're we we're so that those two albums kind of blend together for me. And then the one, what was the one we listened to on the way back from LA? Me, you, and Greg, and that was Nick. high noon. That and was high noon. Back. That was a fun one. And Greg, Greg loves systematic, right? That was the yeah. The, Greg loves that systematic. was the joke. Yeah, he loves systematic. Yeah. And I and, and fake money, I loved. I remember that the first mix of fake money. Where I just remember us driving. This is a cool. I don't know if our listeners know this, but you guys recorded that album in LA. What was the neighborhood? In Eagle. Uh, Eagle Rock. Yeah. And you'd reached out and you're like, "Hey, we got to bring the band van back across." America, we're going to drive it back to Toronto, but from LA, we're going to be down here for like another week. If you guys want to come down, it's just going to be me and Nick, Veerman Brothers, come like you can see the see America. And we were going to, we ended up like planning to go see Andrew Wiggins, who was playing at Kansas with Joel Embiid, and Max got a weird reporter credential and got to sit courtside. Anyway, so. But but that record you guys had just recorded, you were excited about. So all the board mixes we got to like listen to, kind of coming back across yeah. America. We go out and party every night. It took us like I don't know a week to uh, however many days it came. That was a really fun time. So that was an amazing I'm gonna say trip. my favorite record is mm-hmm. High Noon, just because I, I have a personal attachment to it. Is what I would say. Were you married? No, I was dead single. Wow. Yeah, it was a time, man. Man. So no kids either. <laughs> no, that's it's hard to imagine a time where we weren't married with kids. But yeah, that sounds very fun. Why wasn't I there? No <laughs> liner notes, no chat group, no amazing <laughs> you, trip. You must have been in a long term thing. Who were you okay. dating at that point, Shane? <laughs> yeah, you you were in a thing. I think you were living over on Joe Schuster or something. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll well, take it. It's never it. too late. I, you, you know me. I got time for a road trip. You know. So. Uh, it's too late for us now, Max, unfortunately. We can barely get together and have a meeting with this promotion cycle, Max. You're, you never have time for us anymore. Yeah, I, I, was um, on a me- I was on a meeting this, this morning about it. We'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, what was I going to say to you? But what's your favorite Arkell's record chain? To answer the question. Mine's High Noon. High Noon. It might be Michigan Left. And I feel like that one might be the most commercial or the new one, you know? Because I like really commercial stuff, but I also like... Uh, like slow melody, cool albums. Mm-hmm. So it's either the, your latest or Michigan left. Mm. 
What was the, what was the last one? The last one was called. Uh, the last one, Blink Twice. Blink, yeah. Blink Twice, yes, of course. Yeah, that's a great record, too. Yeah, those are all very cool. You don't make bad records. No, Hence your extreme popularity. <laughs> and ability to play in arenas. I'm not, this, I'm not breaking news. Um, thanks. Yeah, because it feels like a very like emotional, sort of sad record. But then sometimes I'm on TikTok and I'm listening to other singer-songwriters. I'm like, this shit is a thousand times sadder. You know, like the, it feels mm-hmm. like there's like a sad off sometimes when it comes to like... Gen Z music and they get so descriptive about like every fucking detail of their breakup or their sad life. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how we fit in anymore. You know, I was going to, how we, we talked about this a few pods ago, <laughs> but how are you, how are you oh, approaching yeah. the press with, with, when they ask you about content? Are you sort of just like, what's your, what's your standard sort of response? Uh, yeah, I'm still working on that. It feels like, even though we've talked about <laughs> well, you had a funny um, piece of content you put online. It made me laugh. Like, I think I it actually hurt my belly button. Um, <laughs> That's what you, surgery. You've been doing these things where you look kind of like moody and then the light turns on or so, like a bunch of lights turn on in yeah. conjunction with Mark Myers your directed song. that video, by the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It looked very cool, but you'll put different text on it. And it was like, if you like any one of these artists, it was like Bright Eyes, Tom Petty or something. It was all these am- amazing artists. And then it said The Beatles. <laughs> then you'll like our new <laughs> album. I was like, you, you can't put The Beatles on that list. <laughs> you like no, The Beatles, you'll like this new album. If you're in the mood for Beatles sounding stuff is what I mean to say. Yeah, but isn't everyone in the mood for Beatles sounding stuff? <laughs> I just thought it was such a cheat. Like if you're a fan of Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> it's like, you might like this new sports theme we have coming out. Um, it just made me laugh, but I, I, I commented. No, I like the Beatles. I, like the, I saw your comment there too. Uh, yeah. I, uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's like, honestly, the art of the hook is probably what every Gen Z and family blog and band and sketch show has to think about all the time. Of course. It's so fucked up how like our entire being is just like what is the thing you can possibly say in the mm-hmm. first five seconds to get every fucking person scrolling on tiktok yeah to stop mm-hmm. and that's your whole fucking life it's actually brutal like i kind of I, I i spent too much time thinking about it and it takes away from like the more deeper artful activities i don't know man it's it's, it's just funny how like everything is viewed through the prism of like what's the hook of the tiktok do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you want to almost include something like that Beatles thing to create a bit of chatter in the comment section, which help, which helps the algorithm. Yeah. So that's why I thought even putting the Beatles is funny because then people might call you out for putting the Beatles, which creates, which pushes it out even further. Yeah. And, it, and I know it's no, all marketing, it but like, yeah, it's like, I mean, that that's why the, the feedback on the copy that Mike came up with, uh, with all the laundry pile puns, like was so good because mm-hmm. it felt interactive. It, it was really clever. People had to kind of wait to see what the next one was and pro- probably yes. people like lingered it on. It had everything you need. Yeah, but it's, yeah, can't you just put it on an album anymore? Just, you know, sell You'd a million copies. you think at your copies? level you could. But- no, but even the biggest stars in the world are, are like kind of racking their brain thinking about how to like get people to care. It's never ending. What's a good amount of sales? Is a million good? <laughs> sales of what? Of what? Well, Streams? Album max. No, but like, <laughs> Cherry blasters. Yes, album. Well, well, I guess he's saying is people don't buy albums anymore. They just oh, stream them on oh. streamers. Oh, I thought you, you mentioned a million sales. Like for what? Like, I don't know. What is the metric? I don't even know. No one even Singles? knows. Singles? No, a, yeah, no. streams. I think streams is the thing that people... 
people are it's crazy about, business, but you it, make it work. Hardly. And you make a no. handsome living. No, we do. We're not working. You make we're, it look we're, handsome. We're pumped up. Um, guys, um, what else is going on? Anything uh, before we hmm. uh, we say goodbye? There is. I could tell yeah. you. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I just I had a, a classic Shane humiliating uh, experience last <laughs> night. This is all I want to hear. And this this case in particular has happened to me so much. It, it's kind of uh, worries them in a way. But OK, so I was celebrating my I think seventh anniversary, seven marriage anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. You just had what your seventh too? Yep. Seven, yep. Yep. Yeah, we got so, married like a month apart. Yes, we yeah, did. Yeah. So yeah. I was during the actual anniversary, I was, uh, you know, getting my belly button reconstructed. So I waited till I was out and I was available to have a glass of wine or two because you're supposed to wait two weeks. And so yesterday was the day I went to the keg. Um, <laughs> get, I have two martinis and martinis are very there's a lot of alcohol content in a single martini. Like after one, I was feeling tipsy, but I wanted to have a lot of fun. So I had two. And, you know, we had a babysitter. My mom was looking after the kids and we're like, geez, it's it's late now after we finished our delicious blue cheese steak at the keg. Like, it's got to be late, but it's only 730. So we are like 10 p.m. buzzed. Yeah. but So we're thinking, geez, we don't get a babysitter often. We don't have a, a random Monday night with nothing to do where we have a buzz. So we try to go to another bar we try to find somewhere so the place where we had our after party across from zoetic yep what was that stone rose it's called yeah yeah, yeah. it has a good bar vibe closed it's monday so we we walk down concession there's another bar just closing they're sweeping up so like shit but then we think oh there's this really um kind of like classic hole in the wall bar it's a little bit of a walk. It's like a 20 minute walk. It's kind of a dingy, cool bar. It has a, a bunch of characters, interesting crowd there. Yeah, like that could watching. be fun. There's a pool table. So I walk in with Alex and Alex is dressed nice. Like when when I get dressed up, it's pretty much just jeans and I tuck in my shirt. So there's this older, two older guys sitting at the bar and the one older guy goes, whoa, you're the luckiest son of a bitch in the world. <laughs> and he points me. I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah. He's like, seriously, you are beautiful, darling, or whatever. And, and he's just going on and he's going on. And he's be, he's one of those guys. He's he's a little inappropriate. So his other buddy is apologizing for him. He's like, excuse my friend. You know, he's a, he's a character. You, you just got to excuse my friend. I'm like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. And the guy's like, uh, I had my first uh, I had my first BJ in 1969. <laughs> and he's like, still, he's like, still can't get the taste out of my mouth. Oh, so, so the implications yeah, yeah. he gave it. But he's yeah. and he's like, ah, <laughs> just howling. And the other guy is like, excuse my friend, excuse my friend. And uh, but then the guy starts ripping uh how inequitable like our appearances are he's oh, like so seriously he's like she's beautiful what is she doing with you and then the friend's like no no like ignore my friend you guys are ken and barbie ken and barbie is it but he's saying it like in a patronizing like <laughs> condescending way like you're ken this, this is the this reasonable is friend that yes, is the reasonable yeah, he's trying one. to diffuse the situation and then the yeah. tv starts playing an ad for barbie he's like hey look Ken and Barbie, it's you guys. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We know this movie. Or we have kids, actually. Our daughters love Barbie. He's like, I, I've got grandkids. The, the reasonable friend says. Yeah. And he starts talking about how not only does he have grandkids, his grandkids are 18 and 20-something. So conversation dwindles down. We're like, we're going to play pool. The really weird one who's making the inappropriate jokes follows us. 
and we we start playing pool and he's joking with us the entire time oh geez but we're kind of enjoying him okay. he's being kind <laughs> of fun in a way we're drunk enough where we can appreciate it we ended up having like a beer more than we thought we would at this night at the end of the night we go to leave and i think i gave alex my i had to go to the washroom gave alex my credit card something and she paid and she was talking to the man i thought was the reasonable one a reasonable man and then she's really talking to him. And it looks like an interesting conversation. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? I walk out. She goes, did you hear any of that? I go, no. She goes, the, the man goes to me. I know you're a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, she goes I'm, are you joking? I'm not. He's like, I can tell by your ass you're at least a stripper. And then she goes, this is horribly offensive. And then... Uh, He's like, you're a high end prostitute. And I know it. And he wouldn't let it go, apparently. And Alex is telling me this, but kind of liking it, too, that she's the high kind of taking it as a compliment. Yeah. Like it's it, inconceivable she could be with you. You'd have to it, pay for her that time. I'd have to pay for it. Yeah. It is the most insulting <laughs> thing in the world. And just when I thought, you know, I'm like, yeah, you have shaving the mustache. Max is always putting me on this like new pedestal of like, you look great, Shane. But it brought me down to total earth and i just felt like shit and i had a buzz on too but i'm just like why is this narrative i'm like if if max had walked into this dingy bar would they have said it about max would they have mm. said it about you mike mm. or would they have actually thought you were ken and barbie mm. it's just a very interesting position to be in and insane to say that to alex are you, is max gonna get a call from you like kai saying you've been in a fight yeah, with yeah, the guy yeah, in a bar yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still yeah it, it is kind of funny to just did say you want to go back in or did you just kind of just keep walking and we're like that's wild i did a little bit so he didn't believe me when i said mm. we had two children i even showed the other guy our kids just because we were talking about just to prove that you had sex with that woman <laughs> So I'm like, really? For seven years, we've been doing it. When's the last time either of you actually did the turn back around and said, no, no, you know, I'm going to give, I'm going to tell him what's up. I'm going to give this person a piece of my mind because oh. I always just walk away. I can never actually do the confrontation thing. I don't think. When's the last time you guys, have you guys like ever done that? Mm. Or, or if I have, just... it has never gone well. I've never had a moment where I've done something in the moment where I said, you own that moment. You took advantage. You like totally like wordsmithed them, got back at him with a sly line. Like I'm always the guy muttering to myself after an interaction on just what I should have said, but never do I say the right thing in the moment or go back and say the right thing. Yeah. I've certainly been in confrontations, but nothing's jumping to mind. And I don't think I've ever been like, a block away me like no you know what something needs to be said and then turn back i don't think i've ever done it max you no but i fantasize about it sometimes there's about like you had a good one about coffee uh recently like you were getting a coffee or somebody did something and you bought coffees for everybody there's oh, a good story you have oh yeah i do the passive aggressive thing where like this was like 12 years 15 years ago i was waiting in a coffee shop is this the one and basically they're like you can't wait here i was like it's like middle of february yes. it's freezing i'm waiting to get picked up they're like you have to buy something i'm like there's i'm not taking up anybody's seat there's nobody in the coffee shop i'm not causing any trouble i'll be picked up in 10 minutes can i just sit they're like no you gotta buy something i was like all right you want me to buy something so i went up i bought a small coffee it was like a dollar 25 and i left him a 10 dollar bill i said keep the change i don't even want it so i like doing that wow move. Um, You're like, I wipe my ass with these. 
<laughs> Mike but, had a good one too that he was telling me about uh, where he was in the, the train in the quiet zone. Mm-hmm. And he was talking on the phone and a woman was like, this is the quiet zone, sir. You can't talk. But Mike looked at the time and realized it was past 10 a.m., which isn't quiet zone time. And Mike said, look at the sign. It's not quiet zone time. And then just shut her up. I did. I shut that down. That's sick. And That's I was so very cool. jealous of that because I would have said, oh, sorry. And then looked at the time and then tried to like mutter my way out of it. And it would have ended terribly. But yeah, yeah, she didn't leave either. Like I thought maybe she'd go to a different part of the train if my talking was bothering her. But it was like she realized she was defeated and then just kind of went back to reading her phone. My, yeah. my most uh, probably toxic trait, my my beige flag, my red flag is if I'm in an Uber and the Uber driver slams on the brakes, the first time I'll let it go. The second time I'll let it go. The third time he slams on the brakes because he's driving a little too aggressively. I go, Jesus Christ. And then I <laughs> you say, you go Jesus Christ like that. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. then, and then, and I, I don't say it to him. I just kind of say it in the air as if I've like, you know, been, you know, shot or something. That's a good move. And, Passive uh, enough. Yeah. 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 And then hopefully that sorts them out. And then usually it works because by the end of time I get to the destination, I'm, I'm very friendly. Thank you so much. That was great. Really appreciate it. But you can't do the three in a row. You know, that can't be. No, I hate, I hate heavy braking. Uh, my beige flag is just being a total coward being confronted. (laughs) This, this probably goes back 10 years too. um, a woman beside me cutting her fingernails (laughs) on Mm. the bus, just cutting her fingernails. And I want to say something, but again, I'm a coward, so I cannot. So I put in my, uh, sound canceling headphones and I turn up the music just so I can't hear the click, click, Mm. click. She taps me on the shoulder and asks me to turn my music down. And this woman works in the building here, too. (laughs) So we got off the bus and I had to follow her like 10 steps behind, just thinking of what I should say. And then I almost walked up and was like, you know what? I turned up my music because you were clipping your fucking nails. But (laughs) you didn't say that. And I just thought, no, I I can't. I'm too much of a coward. You know, the other thing I do is... uh, if somebody reclines on the plane, first yeah. of all, don't do that. Don't recline. I don't think plane seats should recline, period. Uh, but also, I always have my laptop out. So they're they're crushing my laptop because mm. like, and so I just have to give them one fucking jab at some point, uh, just as a little like, don't fuck with me. So like, I'll push the seat really hard Aggressive moments after max. they recline. And then I'll let it go. But I'm just like, just say so you no. Know. Like, you, you can't just go, boom, recline. You can't do that. It's, I like can, can you recline, let's say, an inch every two and a half minutes to where the person doesn't even yeah. really realize? Yeah, that's fine. You can. Pot. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, yeah. Speaking of airplanes and pleasant experiences, have you guys seen Love at First Sight on Netflix? It just came out. It's like a rom com. No. No. Oh, well, it's what is, is a rom com? <laughs> delightful. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rom-com with that actress from White Lotus, Haley Lou Richardson. Is it and good? And basically... Sydney get, Sweeney? Basically... No, it's not Sydney Sweeney. She's the redhead in it? <laughs> Haley Lou Richardson. She's the one that was with the British guy. Actually, ironically. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, so in this this movie, basically, it's kind of like a British film. It's kind of Shakespeare-y where they have the one like narrator and they love it for sight in an airport. They end up getting to see beside each other on the plane. He's a British guy. They're going back to England. Her dad's getting married. Uh, but anyway, it's just like 
it's kind of like the perfect hour and 20 minutes. I literally threw it on because I was eating chicken wings. And I'm like, I'll watch the first 20 minutes. And then literally by the end, I was like, I was like, oh, I cried. I smiled. I felt good. Damn. It is okay. tough when you're eating chicken wings, though, eh? Because you know you can't change the channel. 100%. So you got to lock into something good. <laughs> um, I was like, this show has, this movie has until I'm done eating the chicken wings. Because yeah. you got saucy fingers. Our good mutual friend, Dan Hamilton, though, when we lived together, did not abide by those rules. My clickers were always covered in fucking wing sauce. No, so that's course. my one beef with Dan Hamilton. Uh, anyway. My hey. one beef with Dan Hamilton is he just put up a photo on Instagram <laughs> and he said, this is the crew of a lifetime or something. Yeah. I did not know one fucking person <laughs> in that photo. I was I've been photo. in his crew for, yeah. yeah, you were, but you're always with a crew of a lifetime that you have these bonds with. Every time I see you, you have a crew of a lifetime. Dan's in crew of the lifetime. I took offense to. Uh, I thought we were the crew of the lifetime. All right, whatever. Life comes at you fast. Hey. Man. It's always changing. Last I, last thing before we wrap up, um, yeah. I know we had a book club. Now we have a TV show club, and I'm going to tell you, you have to watch this show. It's the greatest show in Canadian history. It's called mm. The Newsroom <laughs> with Ken Finkelman. It's from 1997, and it is and it is Kirby Enthusiasm before Kirby Enthusiasm. It's the Larry Sanders yes. show. It is about the most petty selfish horny news producer name uh <laughs> like there's a carrot cake thing in it isn't there like something about a carrot cake yeah uh, there well he's obsessed with uh brand muffins is that what it is yes uh, okay because yeah, yeah. he's always constipated uh but it is it is so far ahead of its time it's social commentary on the news and politics and toronto and canada it's so fucking funny and so if you like curb and you like like petty jewish guys <laughs> just kind of being selfish it's the best how did you start watching that because i watched it literally 20 years ago a guy gave me the dvd set to that show oh because it had jeremy hots in it and i love jeremy hots the comedian who's, who's he's that? One which one's of the, him which one's him um i don't know how to describe him his comedy he's got kind of a interesting nose he, his hair is interesting oh yeah he, yeah he's he's like one of the, yeah. the writers on the show like he he, he plays one yes. of the like newsroom writers um it was, so mike mike veerman was over and we were chatting about like a an idea that we have about sort of canada canadian like media and i don't know it's just like just a tv show idea that we were, i was like oh, would it be cool yeah. to get this kind of tv and then i had this memory uh, out of nowhere, and I famously have a terrible memory of the newsroom. I was like, "Do you guys remember the newsroom?" And Ash and Mike, you know, both grew up watching Canadian content. I figured they know. They're like, "I don't know the show." And then I no threw idea. it on, and and then we watched the first two minutes that was available on YouTube, and it was so fucking good. Like, and Mike has a good taste and a good feel for like if something's of quality or if it's not. And he's like, "Oh, this is actually really good." And then it, it, it turns out it's all on CBC Gem, and so we're like almost done the first season. It's so so good. Are you done the first season? No, I, oh, I, no, I that night I. we were there. I, I watched it. That was great. Ash became obsessed immediately. I no, think she was going to order the. It. She was going to order the DVD. I thought she did. Watch it again. It turned out it was on CBC Gem. But I, just in the two minutes I saw, I was like, "Oh, this is." I didn't. I did not catch it on first run. Mm -hmm. I have no memory of it. It's not exist in my brain. Max had this super deep pull. We pull it up, and I thought it might be cheesy or something. Yeah. And then I'm like, "Oh no, this is tight!" Like it, it, the pace was quick, the jokes were good. Is and it kind of like The Office a little bit? Like, do they have testimonials where they talk to camera? Not in the clip I saw. It's okay. exactly like the Larry Sanders show. Yes. Aesthetic, the moving camera, yeah, the yeah. behind the scenes of a television show. Like it's that to me is what it really embodied. Like it's, it's almost like they wanted to emulate that, but with a newsroom. Yes. Okay, uh, so I'd rewatch that happily. And uh, just to give it even a little bit more uh juice for you shane so i i mm -hmm. texted a friend 
who uh, would have worked at CBC uh, during that time uh, asking, I was like, do you know Ken Finkelman? And like, do you know the newsroom? And I want to read you uh, the review one second. Okay, here, here it goes. Uh, yeah, we were, he goes, this is the response. We were shooting that show at the same time, and it, but it was so far ahead of its time. But Finkelman is notoriously crazy. He used to come into my office and ask to use the phone because he was convinced it was bugged. He didn't take any notes from the network. Also, my favorite story is that he was hired as a writer on The Simpsons, excused himself to go to the bathroom after an hour on his first day, and never went back. <laughs> he also that is wrote, total alert. He yeah. also wrote That's Grease very uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, it's... Uh, Wait, he wrote Grease 2? Um, <laughs> yeah, he wrote Grease 2. The movie Grease 2 with John Travolta. The, like the Is second John Travolta one. in that one? I think it's oh. just Olivia Newton-John and somebody oh, else. Oh, okay. It's kind of like crazy. Team Wolf 2 with Jayden, Jason Bateman. You know how they did that? I, yes. I, if I'm remembering correctly, I could be wrong, though. Yeah, he's totally uh, Larry David. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it, it's so, so good. So the two recommendations coming out of The Best Hang this week are Love at First Sight, a perfectly harmless and quite moving rom-com that just came out of Netflix, uh, and The Newsroom, a, a satirical show from the, the early 90s, Canadian. Yes. Okay, those are the takeaways. And Shane, we will be seeing your belly button in a couple weeks, and yeah. we, will, we will let you know how we feel, and hopefully it's uh, in a place where you're happy with it. Thank you. Um, okay, well, thanks so much for listening. That's it. That's all. That is our episode. Very exciting times. Laundry Pile is coming out. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Nathan Nash. All he does. Thank you to Andrew Ash for all she does. And uh, guys, that was a great hang. Maybe the best. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.